0: Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up guys? Dr. Tom here, and you are listening to the Positivity Effect episode number 82, The Crossroads of Life. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Just a couple of quick announcements. Number one, as always, guys, come find me on Snapchat. My username is TRetcher. That's T-R-E-C-H-E-R. A lot of fun behind the scenes stuff and also just awesome connecting with you guys and Seeing your faces and, and sharing some funny moments and, and just connecting about hearing how this show is impacting your life. So if you've reached out to me, thank you and, and I appreciate you guys. It's, it's really awesome to see what this show is doing. So number two, I, as, as promised, I am super excited. The store is live. As of today, the Positivity Effect store is live. Just go over to positivityeffects.com. So Positivity Effect with an S. Dot com and you can check out some great stuff we have up it's it's uh, a few things up right now but more will be added along the way and right now from today until the first week of june because of the launch there is a promo uh anything that you check out with you'll be able to get 10 uh, 10 off your order just put promo code launch in the checkout box at the end and you can get 10 percent off that order so guys thank you so much for checking it out and for supporting the show Today I have on Kelly Higdon and she is a mental health coach professional. And she's on today to share her journey of a crossroads in her life and and how that affected her life and how she shifted out of it and how she is now impacting people's lives through following her true purpose deep in, deep you know really deep inside of her. And when she works with a client, she goes very deep with them. She's direct. She helps that person uncover their impact and think about really the pains that they had in life and their potentials and helping them make those internal shifts so they can make ripples in the universe and help them uncover that vision that they have of the world and, and really just transform them inside and out. And I'm just really excited to have Kelly here today. She's a wonderful human being, super fun to chat with, a lot of fun, just vivacious, has great energy, and she'll even tell you in the episode... That wasn't always the case. There was a lot of struggles that she had to work through. And I think that's the case for all of us, including myself. So it's really awesome just to hear her transparency. And if you guys want to reach out to Kelly for coaching, you can head over to kellyhigdon.com and you can also email her at kelly at kellyhigdon.com. In addition, if you are a mental health coach listening right now, you can reach out to Kelly uh, for coaching in terms of your practice and helping Kind of uncover new ways or, or making a shift in your practice. Just go to zinnyme. dot com. So that's z y n n y me. dot com, and you can get hooked up with her on that. So, guys, help me welcome Kelly now to the Positivity Effect. Hey, what's up, Kelly? Welcome to the Positivity Effect.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Thomas. I'm excited to be here and chat with you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful to have you on and to to share with my audience a little bit about who you are and what you're doing for people. And I love on your website, just the first line is impact. Uh-huh. I think we're all looking for impact, you know, in, in our lives.
1: Yeah, I think um, it goes back to having purpose and um, bringing meaning to our lives.
0: So for for you, Kelly, when, when did that purpose really lock in for you?
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I I'm a I was a funny kid. I think um I was kind of a helper growing up my entire life and very driven to serve other people. Um I had a grandmother who um was very service oriented um and I I bet that influenced me some. Um my parents were as well. And so I kind of went through this process of exploring what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go to med school. I was on track for that. And then (laughs) I failed a biology class and I thought, I'm not doing this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You feel feel like, you're like, ah, come on. This is, this is not what this is supposed to be.
1: I think part of it too is like, I never, I never really learned how to fail well. And so, (laughs) in this case I I didn't know what to do with that like I've never failed a class before and I found I really love psychology and um so I kind of dove into that I find people very interesting and I found like you know you could help them internally and make changes in their external world and their relationships and I found that really powerful so um Yeah, then I I had a psychology degree. I was like, all right, you can't uh, do the kind of work I wanted to do without going further. So I went and got my master's in marriage family therapy. And um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but it's sort of like this ingrained thing. It's part of my personality. I'm I'm just kind of driven in that way, and um, it, it impacts every decision I make.
0: You know, and I agree with you too. It's 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 changes that I'm making in my lo- my life as I get older as well. is I I want to be more service oriented. Yeah. Because you're able to get outside of yourself and now hearing that though for somebody looking into your life from a lens from the outside, mm-hmm. was there a time in your life too where cuz sometimes it, when you're very service oriented you you can well it could it could go it could go two different ways. It can go one way that you feel like you give, you give, you give, you give, and it feels good, but then you start to feel like your 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 own life you're you're not getting you know you're you're getting from the giving, but also it's like that selfishness that we all need a little bit sometimes
1: sure i mean <laughs> yeah,
0: you know or or on the on the other way it it could be actually that that heart of what it is of giving. Is almost like the analogy of the core of the sun. It it never burns out. It it keeps you going every single day, and that is what drives you. But it's interesting to hear just from your perspective because it's been a part of your life, such from early on. You've been influenced, you know, by by your family, and it's led you to to where you are today.
1: I would say this though. I. I there was a point, um, I hit a crossroad. I was working in government as a therapist and I kind of worked my way up the ladder. And in that realm, I worked with people that were severely mentally ill. And then I, I had a bunch of staff under me who were working with, um, people that, I mean, were homeless. I mean, just very, lots of suicidal stuff going on. And, I was burnt, and I found myself looking at, like, what else can I do, and I started looking at nursing school and other things, and I and I realized, like, okay, this, it's the type of work, it's the way I'm serving, it's not, it's not aligning with me anymore, and I'm not taking care of myself, um, and I was burned out, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's actually what brought me into private practice, was I was like, well, I spent all this time this is my other opportunity. I might as well try it. If I hate it, then I'll go back to school and I'll just change. Like, it's okay. Like um, I had a dad who had several kinds of careers. um, And so I watched him um, and not in an unhealthy way. It it all built upon each other, but I watched him go from um, teaching to military, to consulting, to engineering. And so, and I, I, was not raised with any kind of fear like you have to stay in one company forever and so I would say that when I was burnt out that's when I I went back into my own therapy and I started exploring how can I do this in a way that's more balanced and then I got pregnant (laughs) and having a child for me forced me um, and I'm not saying that's great I mean I wish I would have figured it out before her (laughs) But it kind of forced me to say, okay, you got to reprioritize. So I found myself like when I was doing, I do a lot more life coaching and um, business coaching now. But when I was doing a lot of therapy, I wasn't doing other kinds of service. My free time was spent, you know, really taking care of myself. I had had to find a balance that way.
0: You know, I, I... I like that you shared that about when you when you became a mom because yeah. I had my my sister in law on. There is these episodes that I do on Sundays, and she came on and was very transparent in sharing that it, it that is her purpose now. She's she's it's so important to her to be a good mom, right. but but at the end of the day she's too, she's human too, and she had there was a job that she had to walk it it, it at the mo at the time, it just was the right thing to do for her and yeah. her husband, my brother, for them to, for them to reassess and for her to step back and, and for her to just be a mom. But she was very, very open with us and, and the audience and saying that, yeah, you know, I'm not the best stay at home mom. And that no. uh, sometimes I got to walk around target with my kids and, you know, that I, I have to get out of the house and, <laughs> yeah. and she knows that just, but right now that purpose is to be the best mom that she can possibly be. And yeah. th- there will be that time when she can return to, mm-hmm. to that work life. Cause she does enjoy that too. But and she does work, she works, she also teaches dance, but it's just it was interesting to hear that that you know you have to you have to refocus you know uh-huh. depending on where you are in life
1: yeah, and again, I think having for me um, when I was deciding whether or not to have kids, it came back to that whole impact, like I believe the point of being on this earth is to leave it better than how I found it, and um, my hope is to do that also with my child that I leave a legacy of kindness and compassion through her, you know, so that's how I kind of made that decision, you know, so that whole, that impact kind of theme kind of shows up in lots of places in my life.
0: For the listeners, I want, I want (laughs) us to talk, to talk about those words, impact, but also more on the terms of how it relates to your life. Because I think sometimes when we hear these, these words, Sure, and we're just listening. It it could kind of feel like they're kind of hypey words, and what <laughs> yeah. what, you know, what, what does it really mean to have that in, in your life? So, yeah. I'd love for you to talk about you know having your purpose and and thinking about impact in your life. And then you just mentioned with sh- sharing that legacy, so your daughter can feel that way, and having the compassion, the kindness, standing up for injustice, creating yeah. beauty. When you do those things, mm-hmm. what kind of results do you do you see or have started to see in your own life with your family?
1: Yeah. I mean, the kind of work I do when we talk about impact, I I tell other therapists that this since I coach them and, and a lot of service professionals, too, is like if I can relieve someone, let's say, of their anxiety or or help them through an addiction, that is one less burden for their future generations to carry. Like I don't the impact is not just on that person. It's in. Um, each relationship that they have and in future relationships and the relationships that develop out of those, you know. And the same goes for my own life. Um, when I can figure out the balance, when I can um, when I am doing stuff that is very fulfilling, I'm a happier person. I'm a better person. I'm teaching my child, Um, how to balance, how to handle conflict, how to, you know, how to do work. I had a dad who worked a lot (laughs) Mm. and I, I am kind of battling, not battling, but maybe looking to conquer that theme of workaholism. Um, and that's how I ended up burnt out and to be young and burnt out is not good. So if I can change that now, That's something that my daughter will not have to reenact in her life. And um, I relieve her of that so that she can be more unbound in her life and more free and have more peace. So I feel like the internal work that we do, um, it carries on um, in our marriages, our friendships, and um, our family of origin. And... I can say just the impact uh, of change within myself. It's changed my relationship with my parents and my parents have changed. Um, so it's kind of that impact is like a domino effect. Um, and so some of the tangible things would be, um, yeah, like the workaholism stuff, stopping that, reducing the anxiety. Um, I don't have an anxious kid, (laughs) um, stuff, um, So there's an emotional impact. And then when I work with um, entrepreneurs in the coaching, you'll see that when they have internal changes, it impacts the outcome in their business. Um, So one of the things I teach is that our relationships are a mirror and our business is a mirror, it reflects back to us our issues. So if your business is struggling, there's probably some internal stuff that needs to shift. And when I do coaching with people, and they shift maybe some of that internal storytelling, the I talk about like mental chatter. (laughs) Mm. um, It actually can have even a financial impact, you know, they end up seeing better revenue, they have better processes in their business, they have better relationships with their employees or with their contacts.
0: Where does somebody... So this is a loaded question, but where do okay. they start to make an internal shift?
1: Where do people start?
0: Is there, is there a process that you, t- you take people through? Because so, they may come to you and not even know where to... You, you probably pick it up right away about what yeah. they're struggling with, but they're like, I, Kelly, I don't even know where to start.
1: Right. But obviously I, if that's the case, I'll say, so what were you thinking right before you called me? There's something that like, there's some sort of emotional drive, um, to, that gets people started. So I usually start with that emotion. Um, sometimes it's that confusion. I was feeling confused and then we just kind of go from there. I don't think it always has to be, I have X problem and I need this you know, fixed in six days or something like that. I right. think I think a lot of us um, carry this kind of, um, sometimes they have like an ominous feeling of like uh, a a, a disease, you know, um, within themselves. And so we just start there. Like, where are you at today? You know, what did it feel like to wake up this morning? How did you feel before we got on the phone? You know, what is it like to talk to me now? And that usually opens up. Because like I said, if it's a mirror, it's going to be replicated with me a little bit, you know, um, you're going to feel those things with me and then we'll be able to kind of work through them.
0: Kelly, what are you grateful for in Mm -hmm. 2016?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I'm grateful for my family. I am grateful for, um, Having fear and doing things anyway. Um, thankful for, I'm thankful and grateful for a bit. Bu- I have a business partner in one of my businesses. Um, and I'm grateful for the relationship we've created in the business and what we're doing in people's lives. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my health. I've gone through a lot of health challenges. And so I'm working through it. And I'm grateful I'm alive today.
0: I love that you said that you're grateful for having fear and, uh-huh. and 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 going after it anyway isn't that really right. that that's the the secret formula of right. of really making any kind of change in your life
1: yeah i love elizabeth gilbert she talks about how fear can be in the car you just don't let it drive <laughs> you know it's like hey you have a place in this in my life but you're not you're not guiding this ship you know and yes um, there was a time when it did i think for me and so
0: what what does that look like? What what was going on when it was you felt like the sh- you weren't the one guiding the ship?
1: I would say um I just didn't make decisions. <laughs> I let other people tell me what to do. Um I believed in like I had to do things a certain way. Um that looked like me staying in a job that um I came home and cried every day from. <laughs> like but mm. I did it cuz I thought like you know, this is the way it has to be. It'd be too scary to do something on my own. And the moment that I just said, and I people were upset when I left the county. You know, they had plans for me or whatever to promote. And they had projects and all these ideas of what I was going to do. And I made people upset by leaving. I had a very good friend that was um, in the county with me. And I'm sure it hurt. <laughs> And so, um, prior to that, I played safe, and I stayed where I was to make other people happy. That's not a way to live
0: that's you know I was just about to say that is that sometimes part of that fear is that we're afraid of what people are gonna think of us, yes. and, and our reactions you know so we 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 literally like filter our life and we and we shelter mm-hmm. and we and we close off a lot of who we are as humans, as people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and our we lose our uniqueness when we do that. When we mm-hmm. when we appease others, and it could be as small as, and this is like a very small example. If you're trying to change your fitness, if you're trying to eat healthier, you get on this great plan and you have somebody guiding you, and you're and you in your head you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to eat this way, and then you hang out with somebody who's like, come on, just just uh, you know. Let's just have that piece of cake. Come on. It's going to make us feel better. And then you do it because you want to please the person. And then boom, yeah. you're right back. And that's just one small example. So it's right. it's when you face that fear of not having to, ple- to people please, you can really step outside and start to make really big shifts in your life.
1: Yeah. It's not that I seek to offend people, but I think that... Now that I do some, <laughs> I know that I'm being really clear
0: <laughs> because yes.
1: I'm really clear about who I am and what I do and what I believe. And not everybody likes that. That's okay. Um, sure, we'd all love to be loved by everybody, but um, you know that's not life. That's not reality. And now that I have some people that don't like me or speak up against what I say, I'm like, okay. Well, at least I'm clear about who I am and what I do and that's 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 better than hiding,
0: and that's i that's also like it's a sign that you're on the right track you're <laughs> you're going in the right direction, like mm-hmm. even on my own podcast, there's times when I share things that are difficult for people to talk about personally, whether it's it's things I'm going through or sometimes I share my faith on the show and we talk about what that looks like. And mm-hmm. I know that when I share that, and I'm not looking to change anybody, I'm just sharing who I am. This is right. this is what the show is about. And I know that there's going to be people that may not ever turn the show on again after they hear these certain messages or stories. So right. it's just being true to that and understanding that I can't please everybody. No. And I'm only here for the people that resonate with with mm-hmm. my message. And yeah. Somebody said recently, and I forget, I've heard it actually multiple times, but it's it's really your, the message is in your, your your mess is your message. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's it's when you could take what, what you struggled with and then filter it out to the world to teach others, to share, yeah. to help other people with that that story of your own life. That's yeah. when you really, the real magic starts to happen.
1: True that. I mean, I've created a whole business around that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. True that. <laughs> So, what are what are some actionable tips somebody can take right right now if they're just if they're let's just say all right, they they come to you and they they feel like they're not depressed but they they want to take action in a certain area of their life but they can't yet. What would you say to them?
1: I'm kind of curious as to why they can't. I want I I think one of the actual steps is to write it down every reason that they can't And then to go back and read that and say, is that really my voice or is that someone else's? Well, oftentimes, you know, what makes our, um, makes up the chatter in our mind, I call the committee. The committee. (laughs) Yes. The committee. And there's different board members that sit on that committee. It could be uh, our dogma, uh, our parents, um, (laughs) abusers, helpers, friends. But, Oftentimes, a lot of that voice is not really ours. And if you can't sort through um, what is your voice and the others, I think that that's where getting some help with that is really valuable. So really just this whole I can't aspect, really exploring where does that belief come from and is that even really true? I think the other aspect is to look at your story. And I talk about uh, the golden thread. Right. Like you were just saying, like our story is part of you know who we are and, and influences um, what we're doing in the world. And oftentimes there's some common themes in there. <laughs> yes. So um, I think that's the other thing is what is the thread that ties all the things that have happened to you together? What do they say about you and who you are? You know, Um I I think it's a time of reflection if anything.
0: And what it sounds like you're saying too is that using that metaphor of your committee, if you're constantly in your mind surrounded by disempowering thoughts and it's being drawn from a committee who it's like you said it could be <laughs> that's disempowering it, it sounds right. you may need to to look to get a new committee. Yeah, and you need
1: to let go of some board members and hire on some new ones and that what that looks like is really um, what you fill your mind with. Um, you know, for me, like when I've been stuck, I've been in my own therapy or I've gotten some life coaching as well. And that person has sat on the board <laughs> and, um, taken a look with me as to where is this coming from? And does the person need to stay here? And is it bringing value to my life and to my heart and my soul? And if it's hurting me, um, how can I heal that?
0: You know what's interesting too, and I thought about this just as you were talking, mm. is is not only the people in our lives, but also like the like you said, the thoughts and the media and the books we're reading, the things we yeah. fill in our mind. Oh yeah. Like we can be so in tune with and have an amazing like you said committee of board members people that are empowering and lifting us up but then we come home and we watch a TV show that's like yes. completely disempowering uh-huh. For, you know like if if we we're, if we're binging on a show like the walking dead the,
1: yeah no thanks yeah,
0: great great show well written but if you if you watch three or four episodes and then you go to bed and then you wake up the next day you're going to have like these feelings of like, like like just because it's so disempowering the show it's, it's such yeah. a it's a message of it's a poor message unfortunately it's it's a great show but the message is very Dire and and uh-huh. and that's those are messages you have to be ready to filter and and if you are going to watch shows like that you have to be prepared of, of how it may affect you and and you got to be okay to, to filter it out in the in the proper way.
1: Yeah, you can ask my husband. I don't watch a lot of TV, <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't watch the news much. I read my New York Times summary, and then I pick articles based upon like what I'm interested in. And I'm not saying because I am quite sensitive to that stuff. Um, I have a deep capacity for empathy, but then there's this line where you start to delve into things too much. And so I have to be aware of that and have some boundaries around it. I can't watch zombie shows and <laughs> horror and even some of the sci-fi stuff. I just can't. I can't. It's and like it's, you watch
0: you watch se- yeah. seasons one through four of Breaking Bad and then you're walking around on a sunny, <laughs> it's sunny out the next day and you're like, huh, why is It's really cloudy out, you know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Very, very true. Well, Kelly, this is, uh, this has been wonderful. We're at the end of today's episode and I'm so excited to have you back on tomorrow. And guys, if you want to reach out to Kelly and learn more about how maybe you can connect with her and, and and learn from her, just go to com. So that's H-I-G-D-O-N.com. And Kelly, what's the best way for people to connect with you besides the website?
1: Um, Yeah, you can just email me, kelly at com. That's um, totally a great way to connect. Um, Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, and I look forward to chatting again tomorrow.
1: Thanks so much, Thomas.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I hope we stirred self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to positivityeffects.com and support the show by making a purchase. During the month of May, just enter promo code LAUNCH and you will receive 10% off your order. If you haven't had a chance, also, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. They mean the world and they help get the word out about the show. So thank you again for tuning in. See you tomorrow, guys, for another episode of the positivity effect.